0: tim here and tonight we are kicking off our brand new bracket this month we are bringing all of the nostalgia back with the best 90s sitcoms but we can't make the wrong picks without meeting the team that's gonna fuck it all up so let's head out to huntsville alabama where we've got Nikki. Nikki, how you doing and what you drinking
1: Oh my gosh, beginning, and I hit the mute bug. All right, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it's I'm a newbie all over again, I feel like, you know. But I'm doing good, good to be back. I was uh, drinking this very fancy espresso martini that I have from my new Bartesian or alcohol Keurig. You put the little pot in, and it mixes the alcohol, and you get this fancy drink. And I'm very excited about it.
0: Chris, I want one of those courtesy of Pub Trivia Experience, please.
2: Uh, get in line get in line although i'll remind <laughs> okay. you that when i drink i don't need a fancy machine i just go right for the bottle
0: all right well maybe we could get it as a sponsor but let's hear from chris here in clearwater florida chris how you doing what are you drinking from that bottle
2: Dude, i'm doing well man it's been a hell of a week and a half or two at work i am here hanging out with my friends pissing people off like i can't think of a better way to spend my night Brian's already rubbing his hands together like an evil, maniacal dictator. This is going to be good. Uh, I got myself a bottle. I haven't. I've never had this before. This is a hard bottle to find. I don't know why it's a hard bottle to find. Um, it's it's good. It's a good bottle. Um, I just had a sip of it, um, but it's only an 89 proof. But this is a Hancock's Reserve, uh, it's a single barrel whiskey. If you can find it, it's worth it. Like try it once. But it's like a sixty dollar bottle. I don't think it's worth sixty. But I'm I, I'm enjoying it. I'm drinking it cheers
0: well, that sounds uh, delicious uh let's head up to westport connecticut where scott awaits scott how you doing what are you drinking
3: i am doing great up here in connecticut and uh uh from people who might have uh, heard me on the uh, pte uh, tournament i'm usually a teetotaler uh but during the tournament i've discovered an imperial stout uh samuel smith imperial stout uh and it's actually very delicious it has like a a dark chocolatey flavor to it so it kind of kind of appealed to me a little licorice too in it too um but it's really nice and so uh that's what i'm drinking tonight
0: that sounds awesome we are glad to have you here uh let's head out to muscatine iowa uh, where Brian awaits. Brian, how you doing? And what
4: are you drinking? Uh I'm doing great here in Muscatine, not Muscatine. Gotta give I, you a hard time. You I live in, in the
0: south. Today. I'm gonna pronounce it pronounce it
4: like Muscatine. <laughs> uh I'm doing great. I'm my first time on boozy bracketology and I'm just i'm figuring you're not gonna let me come back after this because the picks i'm gonna make so i might as well have some fun while i do it uh tonight i am drinking i i teased this last time i was when i was on the pub trivia experience but so i've got my i i it's not a white russian though it looks like one um i replaced the the russian part with screwball peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> yes. So it's screwball and Kahlua and milk on ice. And it's called a screw Putin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious, though.
4: <laughs> it is very good stuff. Highly recommend it. Because totally fuck appreciate that guy. That. Get, get you drunk and makes a great political
3: statement all at the same time. There you go. Love it.
0: I'm a big fan. All right, well, we're glad to have you here, and let's head out to meet our final contestant from Fort Worth, Texas. It's Stephen. Stephen, how you doing? What you drinking?
5: Good Lord, y'all rattled on for forever. I feel like we've been recording this intro for an hour. So I'm going to go right ahead and just crack open a delicious Mountain Dew and get ready to actually do a bracket, because it's been a while.
0: Well, we are glad to have everybody here. We'll see whether that holds up as we... uh. Dive into these picks. Um, as I said, we're doing the 90s best sitcom bracket. Um, and we have 30, what is that, 34 of the supposed best sitcoms. And we're going to narrow it down to one with this panel of five. I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to uh, run through this with Nikki, then Chris, Scott, Brian, and Steven. We're going to jump right in with our play in pick. It is the number sixteen Larry Sanders show versus the other sixteen the dinosaurs. And we are starting with Nikki.
1: I mean, it's a playing game. Um for me personally, I think I gotta go with dinosaurs. I think it's a little more fun. I mean the Larry Sanders show was very funny and but I I think dinosaurs is a little bit more unique. So I'm gonna go with dinosaurs.
0: That's the first vote for dinosaurs. Chris, what do you pick here? So
2: I think if you're in a civilization like 3,000 years in the future and you unearth the media that we created, you're going to look more at the dinosaurs and say that's more of a 90s show. But the Larry Sanders show is a million times better. Dinosaurs was terrible. It was terrible. There was an entire subplot on him throwing his mother-in-law into a volcano. It's a bad show. Larry Sanders show gets my vote.
0: We have a one-to-one tie as we head out to Scott to make his pick.
3: Not the mama. (laughs) If everybody remembers, that was the catchphrase from dinosaurs. Um, I I actually watched every single episode of it when it was on. I'm not proud to say. Um, I uh, Gosh, uh, you know. Because Gary Shanling uh, meant a lot to me, I just and uh, he's passed obviously and all that. I'm 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 going to cast my vote for uh, the Larry Sanders Show.
0: Larry Sanders Show jumping out to a two to one lead. Well, that brings it over to Brian. Brian, what do you got to say? I have to say,
4: not the mama, got the baby, gotta love me. <laughs> um, I well doing my research for this discovered that that character was voiced by the same actor that voices Elmo straight up, which now that once you hear it, you're like, Oh, that totally makes sense. Um, I mean, Gary Shandling, he was, he was awesome. I mean, we had Jeffrey Tambor. I, I was surprised to learn that Penny Johnson, Gerald, who I only know from the Orville was also on the Gary, uh, the Larry Sanders show didn't know she was on it janine garofalo marilyn marilyn rice cub uh bob odenkirk was on there for a little bit rip torn i mean there's some great names on there but you get right down to it if i have the option to watch one of these i'm absolutely watching dinosaurs easy pick
0: and right off the bat, we have a two to two tie, which means we get to bring back our buzzer beaters. As a reminder, everybody gets one buzzer beater in a round. So if you have a buzzer beater you would like to lodge over Larry Sanders show or dinosaurs, now's your chance before Stephen weighs in. Not on a 16 seed play anymore.
1: Yeah, game. not no. on a 16.
0: Eldo. No. All right, Stephen, take it away.
5: Well, let me inform you all that that was a very wise decision not to use your buzzer beater because I'm going to clearly pick the good adult show, Dinosaurs, because Dinosaurs is way deeper, more thoughtful, and more played out than anything that was put on there. There's a subplot in Dinosaurs where the mother, Fran, uh, does not like a puppet show the rest of the dinosaurs enjoy watching on TV. The other Dinosaurs constantly are pointing out that it's actually a very good critique about modern living. And every time she just says, all I see are puppets. And two of you are Fran. And you should feel bad about that. Dinosaurs gets my vote.
0: Well, Dinosaurs wins this one 3-2, to two, but there is no rest for them as they head on to face the number one seed of Frazier. Uh, we'll see if dinosaurs can continue on. And we are starting in uh, d- this one down with Chris, Chris Frazier versus dinosaurs. What do you got?
2: Uh, I got the logical answer here. Uh, Frazier as a character was funny for 20 plus years. I'm looking forward to the reboot, even without Oh, Marty crane has left us, but we've, even without, uh, I wasn't calling John Mulaney. That's not his name. Um, no, so Frasier itself, it was isn't it to me an ingenious show because for eleven seasons, it just reinvented itself time and time again. It always found new ways to be funny. That show was funny from the beginning of the season, from the beginning of season one to the end of season eleven, it's inventive. and it's it, it really it's that show that can make a dick and fart joke. It can make a semen joke, and it can make highbrow humor all within the span of about 10 seconds. And that, to me, is good comedy. I'm going Frasier. Also, there's actual emotional freaking stakes in that show. There's emotional stakes, too. The whole subplot in the first few seasons between him and his father is great television. Frasier all the way.
0: Frasier jumps out to an early one nothing lead. Let's head out to Scott.
3: Uh, well, you know, it's funny, before I even knew I was doing this uh, bracket, I, I binge watched Frasier just recently for no particular reason, uh, Right, starting from season one going on through season 11. I agree with Chris 100%. It was funny the whole way, the very first episode, they hit the ground running, and that's possibly because obviously he was an established character from cheers but um, the there were already the the Maris was mentioned there was already the uh, that he walked with a limp and he needed uh, her to help him and all, all these little things that would go on for the rest of the show were there right from the beginning um, but you know what also as a, uh, a theater director that I do a lot I, I, I love farce and uh, it, it there were some episodes that were truly done as farces on television and when does that ever happen um, and they were done well well, they were done amazingly well. So, Frazier.
0: Frazier continues to lead. Uh, we head over to Brian for the third pick. Will this uh, seal the door?
4: Well, um, this is actually this is actually not an easy pick for me because Frazier. I, I recognize that Fraser is, uh, it's longevity, it, it's appeal. It's been here for, been around for a long time. And I know there's a lot of people that absolutely love it. I'm not one of them. Um, I'm going to catch hell for this. I know I'm going to catch hell for this. Um, it's it's a dry humor that, I mean, I I, I get it. But I it's not my it's not my flavor. Um That said, dinosaurs definitely had its, I mean, it had its stuff too. I mean, the the series finale, they're looking up at the meteor that's coming down to kill them all and oh, well, at least we're all we'll we're, we're all in it together. We'll get through this. Fade to black. Holy crap! But it's Frazier. Um. So, I I know Frazier's moving on. I will vote go ahead and vote for Frazier, but I may have more to say about this later.
0: Frazier picking up that decisive third vote, but we still want to hear from Stephen.
5: Yeah. So I actually feel Brian's pain a little bit here. Um, when I picked dinosaurs in the last round, just because I legitimately think. Dinosaurs is a good, funny show that, uh, despite some special effects issues, still holds up quite a bit. But when you're going up against a juggernaut like Frasier, I I mean, its we used to call it the smartest show on television. That's not true. There have been smarter shows during that time and since then. But Frasier does something magnificent. Uh, It takes its fart jokes and dresses them up as smart jokes. And that's something that somehow... It makes me feel better watching it because, you know, it's it's just a dick joke, but it used a big word. So I feel both entertained and smart when I hear it. And um, it also deserves major credit because it found the secret to being a spin off. Completely ignore the continuity of the show that you're spinning off from. So for that reason alone, I got to vote for Frasier.
0: And Frasier gets his fourth vote. Nikki, do we have a
1: sweep? Yeah, I mean – I feel like Dinosaurs was a nice family show. I mean, I I enjoyed it. And honestly, merchandise alone, like, I feel like the first year it came out, like, there were so many dinosaur shirts and merchandise. Um, it was on the, the TGIF lineup, and then they changed it. And I think that's why it didn't last as long, because um, once you're out of TGIF, like, it's just not as good. But um, yeah, I think we'll talk more about Frasier later. So, um, but my vote would have been for Frazier.
0: Frazier picks up the sweep. Uh let's find out who they're going to head uh they're, who they're going to take on our next matchup. The number 8 seed of Boy Meets World taking on the number 9 seed of The Nanny. We're starting with Scott and there is a right pick here.
3: <laughs> There's a right thank you for that in my first bracketology. Uh well, uh gosh. Um I have to say, I didn't. I, I watched The Nanny probably more than I watched Boy Meets World when it, they were on. And the theme song of The Nanny was written by uh, a, a wonderful, talented person, Ann Hampton Calloway, and was sung with her and her sister, Liz Calloway, Broadway people. Um, and for that alone, and for the fact that uh, it was about a Broadway producer, I'm just going to sit on with The Nanny.
0: picks up its first vote let's go over to uh, Brian.
4: Brian what do you got? Well um, I, actually I'm old enough I, I don't know if I'm the oldest person in this room but I'm old enough that Boy Meets World was a little bit after my time uh, the, the whole coming of age thing at that point in my life I'd kind of moved past that So Boy Meets World is not one that I actually watched. Um, When it was initially on, I did watch a few episodes of The Nanny, and some of them stuck with me. Um, And I will probably talk more on this later. But uh, I, I ended up, my wife absolutely loves The Nanny. We watched the entire run. We binged the whole thing. And I got a much deeper appreciation for Fran Drescher is an absolutely, Brilliant comedian. I I would almost I, I would put her in the same sphere of comedy with Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball. That's how much I appreciate how good she is at comedic timing and just she delivers. Absolutely easy to pick the nanny. And the
0: the nanny picks up its second vote putting Boy Meets World right on the brink. Steven, will this be a runaway?
5: This is a little tough for me, actually, um, because I was right at the age for Boy Meets World. I was pretty much the boy who met the world's age during the entire run of the show. Um, And I didn't really see The Nanny until basically a few years ago. It was a show that my wife really loved, and she kind of introduced me to it. I was aware of it, Never really sat down and watched an episode. Um, So there is a large chunk of my heart that really loves Boy Meets World. Unfortunately for Boy Meets World, before this bracket started, I went back and watched an episode just to see if that nostalgia was justified. And it feels very much like watching a modern Disney Channel show. It's just – it's so not meant for me now. I just cannot get invested in it again um so if i'm advising someone to go see a show i'm gonna go tell them to watch the nanny because the nanny is at least funny uh there's a lot of good episodes in it so the nanny gets my vote
0: and it has taken us exactly three picks to fuck this bracket up (laughs) i quit the nanny gets its third vote it's moving on but we still want to hear nikki's opinion
1: I knew Tim was going to be upset about this because me and Tim have a lot of the same like 90s nostalgia like opinions. Um, you know, I, I like the nanny. Um, you know, I, I actually, you know, think she's kind of like that Lucille Ball kind of character. Um, that silly Barbara Streisand kind of S thing. I always really liked the chemistry between her and Maxwell, like the will they won't they kind of thing. and. But honestly, I don't remember the kids' names. I mean, I know there was kids. I don't really remember a lot of the details of the nanny. Um, it was funny. I remember CC and Niles and stuff. But, I don't know, Boy Meets Road was just so cute. I mean, it was, I think, honestly, like, Ben Savage is the better Savage brother, in my personal opinion. And I, it is. I grew up with those characters. I watched them go from, like, little adolescence to the college age, like, awkwardness. I don't know. My vote would have been for Boy Meets World. I'm kind of sad, but I mean, the nanny's good, but no. Wrong choice.
0: Boy Meets World gets its first vote. It doesn't much matter, but Chris, what's your opinion?
3: Before before we get to Chris, what what would happen if I were to switch my vote for William, just because William Daniels was so good in Boy Meets World? Can I switch a vote? Because I see your upsetness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has that ever happened? I don't. <laughs> think I so. think we have an
3: unprecedented
0: <laughs> situation here,
3: uh, Dan- Chris. Just you, William Daniels is a wonderful actor. Uh, I, I do remember the last episode when they said goodbye to him. I actually cried because he was—he's that good of an actor. So uh, I don't know what would happen here if I switched a vote, but uh, um, I'm willing to.
2: I, it never happened before. I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll go.
4: Oh am right.
1: <laughs> the boo. The booze is flowing.
0: <laughs> we have an unprecedented situation here in which uh, uh, Scott is attempting to switch his vote from the nanny to Boy Meets World. I need a ruling here, Chris. We
2: are officially You're living in, in a post-truth world. I mean, this sounds like <laughs> the fake news media all over again. Uh, no, I'm I'll allow it. I'm 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 allowing it. It's fine. Like I don't know why you're looking at me. You're the one running the damn game.
0: I traitor. All right. Well, that means that we have a 2 to 2 tie. Does anybody want to lodge their buzzer beater in an attempt to sway Chris one way or the
4: other?
1: I have faith in Chris. You're going to you're going to make the right choice.
4: Oh. <sighs> Wait. What do we got? Uh no. I'm not going to waste my time on this. All right, Chris, take it away.
2: So Stephen gets to the crux of the problem here. Um, and kind of what, what I've been struggling with as I put when I put this bracket together and then as I was going through it is how much does nostalgia weigh in versus how much do I want to spend my time as a 39 year old man watching 15 year old kids bitch and moan about girl problems or boy problems or high school problems? I don't care. I don't watch Drake and Josh or Josh and Drake now. I don't even know that is still on. I don't care. But there's a nostalgia factor with a lot of these shows. Like, we watched them growing up. How much do we care about them now? Here's what's interesting to me. You know what the most interesting thing about Boy Meets World is? It's the fact that Topanga got her name in the show from a freaking canyon in California. That's it. That show sucked. Boy Meets World was trash. I'm not a huge fan of The Nanny. It's fine. My mom loved The Nanny. Uh, Fran Drasher, I'm not sure I'm putting her up through a Lucille Ball, but she's funny. Uh, the funniest part of that show is, is CC and the butler, though, by far. Like, Their quips back and forth for how many seasons I loved. No, this is The Nanny, and this one, honestly, is not even close. Thank you for not wasting a buzzer beater.
0: Wow, and I, I was just reminded why we don't let Chris make picks.
4: <laughs> oh no, Chris done the right thing. I, 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 I done good. I just want to point out <laughs> my that place. I but am. Thank cur- you,
1: Scott, for trying.
0: I I, I am currently yeah. as a 35 year old really? male. I am currently rewatching Boy Meets World. It still holds up. It's still funny. We love it. And I am listening to Topanga, Sean, and Eric. On Meet's World, because they're doing an episode-by-episode recap. It's fantastic, and you guys got this wrong.
2: You found the one tolerable way to watch that show. Congratulations.
0: We are moving on uh, with our number five uh, seed of Coach versus the number 12 seed of Blossom. We are starting this one off
4: with Brian. Okay, so... For this side of the bracket I think this is the one honestly I think this is the one I care the least about Um, for a five seed coach was okay I mean um, Craig T. Nelson he's a pretty funny guy Um, Jerry Van Dyke absolutely hilarious Dauber was great and there's not a whole lot more I can say about Coach um, Blossom. You've got Mayim, Mayim Bialik. You've got Joey Lawrence. Six was funny for the for the best friend weirdo. And uh, there there are two shows that I, okay I I did watch both of them, and it's really it's kind of a coin toss for me on which one I would actually want to go back and watch. Um, One of them is about a football coach, college football coach, which I'm not into college football. One of them is about a teenage girl, which I'm, I'm old enough. I have a 16 year old kid, so I don't really, that's not appealing to me anymore either. So Uh, It's going to just barely edge it out, but I'm going to go Blossom.
0: And Blossom uh, picks up its first vote. We could have a 12-5 upset here. Uh, Let's head over to Stephen. Stephen, what you got? So
5: uh, it needs to be noted that there is one hilarious joke that never goes acknowledged throughout the entire run of coach, and that's the idea that you could run an entire football team With only three fucking coaches. A head coach, a defensive coordinator, and a special teams guy. How the fuck are they doing that? That's the dumbest thing ever. I love the fact that the writers took exactly zero seconds to find out what the fuck a football team was like. And I just have to appreciate the pure stupidity and brass balls it took to put that on the air. Uh, Blossom, it was just never a show for me. I I think it was – I was not quite the right age. I was not quite the right sex. Um, So from what I've seen of it, it seems a little tonally mixed more than I would like a regular show. And maybe that's just because I haven't watched the full run of it. But if I had to, gun to my head, sit down and watch one of these, I think I'm going to have a better experience watching Coach because at least uh, Jerry Van Dyke's going to go off on something funny.
0: So, Coach coach even the score let's head out to nikki
1: you know so both of these shows i was kind of on the younger end to watch like really frequently cuz i think blossom started like 88 um i remember my parents watching coach a lot and i definitely caught episodes here and there honestly i had no idea that that show lasted 9 seasons that was a long running show i didn't realize that coach was that long um i think the the show was you, was good I just I don't know if it was like very original but the cast was great um I feel like that's what kept it going for nine years um Blossom was definitely the show that like I think if you were born at the right time it was really popular um Blossom was a super fun character and was very smart and witty and then you know there was Joey I mean he was the teenage heartthrob of the 90s I mean everybody loved Joey so I mean for that alone um, I remember the show. <laughs> I remember the show had like, I mean, it was a sitcom, but it had like actually pretty like deep issues. Like, uh, Blossom's, you know, best friend Six was like an alcoholic and had like pregnancy scares. It was it was definitely like a little edgy, and I mean, Blossom was the wardrobe. Like, icon of the 90s. I mean, everybody copied her outfits. I mean, I didn't even really watch Blossom and I wore that stupid hat. Like, I thought I looked really cool in that hat. So, I think just for like iconic purposes, I think Blossom's just kind of this, even if you've never watched an episode of Blossom, like, you know what Blossom is, I feel like. So, I'm going to go with Blossom. I think it's just a little bit more quintessential, like, popular. So, that's my vote.
0: All right. And that was a vote for uh, Blossom. Chris, are we shutting the door on Coach, or are we uh, tying it up? So I, I get a little scared when I start
2: agreeing with Nikki. It makes me very, very nervous and anxious. Um, I agree. Joey was 100% the heartthrob of the 90s. Uh, the other wrong show. We're talking about Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek is Joey is 100% the heartthrob of the 90s. I will give you that. Joey Potter ah. for the win. Um, I
1: was a, I I mean, I a Pacey fan.
2: <sighs> Pacey and Joey ended up together. Why do I know that? Neither here nor there. Um, I run into the same problem with Blossom as I ran into the Boy Meets World. I run into a lot of these. I would actually, if you're going back to watch like those types of shows, I will 100% watch Clarissa Explains It All 50 times over before I ever go back and watch Blossom again. I didn't like Blossom when it was on. I don't care for Blossom now. The best thing Blossom gave us is a good Jeopardy host. There. I said it. Come at me. I don't care. Yes, I think my Alec is, is actually a pretty good Jeopardy host. I like her. I enjoy her. I think she's fun. With that being said, uh, what I like about Coach, uh, Coach was on, and my, my parents loved Coach. My mom loved Craig T. Nelson. She had a crush on Craig T. Nelson until the day she died. She loved Coach. And it, it was never, like, a huge thing for me. Jerry Van Dyke, Bill Fagerbake, Bake, however you say his last name, great, great, great. But what I really liked about Coach was that it didn't fall under the trope of the dumb male lead. Uh, Coach uh, Fox genuinely, him and Christine genuinely had conflict in their relationship that was based on, like, real-world scenarios, and he was never just the dumb jock. Like, he could have his line of thinking, have it be challenged by a strong, independent woman who he happened to be dating and in love with, and that portion of a relationship is not something we actually get a lot of in sitcoms um we fall into the really like right now especially in like the phil dunphy mold where it's the goofy kind of lead the carl winslow the where it's like they're kind of some somewhat submissive to the wife coach fox and christine they could go they could go head to head and with philosophical differences and it's still funny because you still jerry van dyke being jerry van dyke i'm going coach
0: we have another tie ladies and gentlemen uh we have Two votes for Coach, two votes for Blossom. It's coming down to Scott, and would anyone like to lodge their buzzer beater? No. If I knew
2: Scott better, I might give it a shot, but I also feel like I just
0: kind of de facto did. All right, Scott, take it away.
3: Whoa! Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) It's my best Joey Lawrence impression. Um gosh i couldn't agree with Brian Moore this is the two this is the bracket that I could care the least about uh that I didn't really watch either show uh but I do agree with chris as a, a as a former jeopardy contestant myself. I have to say that yes uh Mayim Bialik is is a great host uh i had I was fortunate enough to be there when Alex was there, so that was great but uh uh I think she does a great job that's just Ken Jennings I think they both do a great job um but that's neither here nor there with this bracket it um um you know yeah you could argue jerry van dyke is is wonderful and he really is and uh and 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 craig t nelson is great and and i love shelly faberis i mean i just think she's gorgeous and wonderful and so talented and 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 uh chris brings up a good point it was not just the subservient wife. She she really, they had, uh, you know, went at it and with with equal footing. And and that, that's an important thing, I think. Um, so quite honestly, for its longevity and, you know, for what it was, I'm probably going to have to go with Coach.
0: Coach narrowly avoids the 12-5 upset. We are moving right along. We've got the number four seat of Family Matters against the number 13 seed of grace under fire we are starting this round with steven so this
5: one's actually a bit of a pickle for me um because i don't know how to really evaluate family matters because it's a show that starts out as a sitcom and then about halfway through it just turns into a catchphrase factory like, they, they literally just stop telling jokes, and they repeat a catchphrase from a joke that they told two seasons ago when it was still funny. Um, so, like, if I'm picking a random episode of Family Matters, I've at best got a 50-50 shot of getting an episode with a joke in it. And I feel like if I get an episode with a joke, it's going to be better than any joke in Grace Under Fire. But... Do I really need to see him turn into Stefan Urkel for the fifth time? Like, at some point, they ran out of ideas, and that show just kept going and going and going like a goddamn demon Energizer Bunny from hell. And I can't take that risk again, so I'm actually going to cast my vote for Grace Under Fire.
0: (laughs) Grace Under Fire, the 13th seed, picks up its first vote. Nikki, Family Matters or Grace Under Fire?
1: I mean, I, I see exactly what Stephen is saying. I think Family Matters totally lost its footing halfway through. But the reason it lasted as long as it did was because of its characters. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Steve Urkel is just iconic. Like, you know Steve Urkel. I mean, yeah, I don't remember all the plot lines of the show, but it was fun. And it had Steve Urkel. It was funny. I mean, Grace Under Fire, I feel like... I mean, if I watched it more now, I haven't watched it in a long time. But I feel if I watched it more now, I'd probably... You know, enjoy it more. I mean, it was all like motherhood at the heart. You know, she was a single mother. um, And it definitely had that, you know, it was a Chuck Lore, It had that early kind of jokes that, um, you know, I I kind of felt like it was an early Chuck Lore show for sure. But I just feel like my heart's with Family Matters. I loved Family Matters. (laughs) It was it was cute. So I'm going Family Matters.
0: And Family Matters ties it up at one vote apiece. We're heading out to Chris to break the tie.
2: So you know, what my favorite episode of family matters is it's the episode where Sergeant Al Powell drives his busted ass police car home after being chased around Nakatomi Plaza and his kids come out and they greet him. No, that's like, that's actually family matters fanfic that I wrote when I was a kid. Um, there's actually one joke from family matters that I remember and it sticks with me. And it is the dumbest joke in the world. If you remember, there is a two or three episodes arc where they go to Disney world and, uh, uh, the the Winslow son and his friend Waldo are driving there from, I think they're in Chicago. And uh, the son falls asleep in the car. He wakes up. He goes, hey, Waldo, where are we? He goes, oh, according to my map, we're coming up in this little town called Canada in about an hour. He goes, that's not Canada. That's Canada. You've been driving the wrong way for four hours. And that is the funniest thing that ever happened on Family Matters because that show is just not good. There I said it uh grace under fire, I'm not a, like a huge fan of it, but let's let's call a spade a Spade. that was a show that was addressing some actually some hot button issues like she was a recovering alcoholic on a comedy. she was escaping an abusive husband and a single mom raising three kids. Three topics that generally don't scream sitcom to me. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. I didn't particularly get it. I was younger when the show came out, but I've seen some episodes since then. And it's enough for me to say I'll root for that over I'll pull for that over Family Matters any day. There's just no stakes in Family Matters. It felt really, eh. It was it was a placeholder for either before or after Full House, depending on what time it was on.
0: All right. Well, Grace Under Fire jumps out to a two-one lead. We are going next for Scott's opinion. Scott, what do you got here?
3: Well, you know, I actually enjoyed the uh, stand-up comedy of Brett Butler. I, I'm old enough to remember her doing that. And uh, uh, and so the, I actually watched the show because I enjoyed her, and I enjoyed that really sharp nasty sense of humor that she would have uh, and also um it, it cast a wonderful actress that most people don't know uh, julie white who is a a wonderful broadway uh, actress and uh, again that has, has a special place in my heart um and so uh for that alone um and because i actually have never watched a single episode of family matters i've only seen urkel come through the door say the thing and, th- and then i lost interest um so i'm going with grace under fire
0: our first upset with the 13C grace under fire. Moving on, but we still want to hear what Brian has to say about the matter. Brian, what you got?
4: Well, I have to say about the matter, uh, I do want to address the ish, the the suggestion that Family Matters wouldn't wasn't willing to tackle difficult issues. One of the most memorable episodes of Family Matters I remember was when Eddie Winslow uh, got in trouble with the law and Carl Winslow had to call out his co-workers for singling this kid out in particular based on the color of his skin. In the 90s, they were calling out, hey, this is a problem. And it stuck with me. Um, yeah, that the whole catch the, the 90s catchphrase thing you had Bart Simpson and Calabunga, you had Steve Urkel, and did I do that? Despite that, um, Grace Under Fire was a good show. It, I, I also remember Brett Butler's stand up. I mean, it had Dave Thomas, it had Julie White, um, it had Tom Poston, but given the opportunity to go back and watch one of these uh, it's an easy pick for me I'm going with Reginald Bell Johnson all the way I want to watch Family Matters absolutely gets my vote
0: well it puts up a good fight but it's not enough Family Matters gets eliminated by Grace Under Fire uh, we are I'm moving... done y'all
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're
1: making me mad <laughs>
0: Well, that's good, Nikki, because we are starting with you in this next round. And if you're mad, are you mad about you or is it Dharma and Greg?
1: (laughs) All right. You know, it's funny. I mean, this is, you know, the matchup of the two husband and wife duo being the main characters. Um. You know, honestly, I think growing up, I think I watched a little bit more Dharma and Greg than I did Mad About You, and I think it's just just the age. Um, you know, Dharma and Greg. I mean, I, Jenna Elfman was funny. I loved the whole dynamic of like she was the uh, you know, the hippie, and she married the straight-laced lawyer. I think they like met one time and they got married, and and the premise was fun it was goofy. I liked the parents um it was definitely a cute show but i i feel like overall i mean mad about you was the better show um you know it was definitely i think kind of like the friends for like a couple like they were in new york and it was like all the characters i mean it it was fun i mean i think mad about you i mean it won a lot of awards and everything like that i mean I, i think it was well deserved so my vote is for mad about you but i really did like dharma and greg and I mean, it did make Jenna Elfman's career, so.
0: Mad about you. Picks up a first vote. We have Chris next. So I want to just take a second and
2: recognize for everyone that's on this call and everyone listening at home that I don't know if you know this, but right here, right now, we are in the middle of the riser the revival of Paul Reiser's career, because just this summer alone, he has appeared in two of the biggest television franchises out there. He is a slimy person in the boys, and he is a morally ambiguous person in stranger things. We'll call it that. Um, with that being said, like I'm kind of in the same boat as Nikki. I I didn't really watch a lot of mad about you as a kid. I watched a lot of Dharma and Greg and Jenna Elfman had a lot to do with that. Um, But actually, so did Thomas Gibson. Like, I I genuinely thought Thomas Gibson was good. This is before he became a raging asshole in the set of Criminal Minds. But Thomas Gibson's actually really good in that show. If you look at the acting talent, the acting talent's all in the Mad About You corner, right? It's Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. But Dharma and Greg, to me, was just, it was more my show. I I don't know if it was the better show because I never went that deep in Mad About You, but I've seen every episode of Dharma and Greg, and I still kind of like it. So I'm actually going Dharma and Greg here
0: we have yet another tie at one apiece. piece mad about you or dharma and greg scott what you got
3: well um again uh <laughs> this is a matchup that's kind of interesting um i i i have to say i i maybe it's the different generation i've never seen an episode of dharma and greg <laughs> not even like one minute of it i don't not at all and i watched every episode of mad about you and Loved it. Just, uh, it's a wonderful show. And uh, as we said, the acting was phenomenal. Uh, It kept consistent the whole time. That was also an important thing. Uh, Like we talked about, uh, uh, Frazier, so did Mad About You. It really did keep consistent the whole way. Um, So I'm Mad About You. Pretty easy for me.
0: Pretty easy for Scott. Mad About You jumps out to a 2 1 lead. Let's head out to
4: Brian. Huh. So I'm. I, I recognize what Scott's going for. For me, it's the polar opposite. I watched a crap load of Dharma and Greg, and I'm with Chris. Uh, most of that was because of Jenna Elfman. Um, Helen Hunt is awesome. Helen Hunt is an amazing actress. I I can't really put my finger on why. I have trouble with her watching her in a sitcom. I, for me, she's a, she's a serious actress and the whole husband and wife thing, when that was on, I was single. I didn't care about watching another married couple in their trials and tribulations, but Dharma and Greg was, she was the flower child and she was funny and she was hilarious and weird and wacky. Uh, for me, it was, this one was an easy pick. And it was Darman and Greg, so I'm sticking this, I, I'm sticking Stephen with another tie.
0: Well, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> we have a 2-2 tie again. Before Stephen weighs in, does anybody want to launch their buzzer beater on Mad About You versus Darman and Greg? I know Stephen well
2: enough. I know where he's going with this. I think. He's going to throw me a curveball now.
0: All right, Stephen, the floor is yours. Uh, So
5: let me be honest. This would have been an excellent time to have used your buzzer beater because I have very similar opinions about both of these shows. Um, I think my opinion about Mad About You might be colored by the fact that anytime somebody brings it up, it instantly recalls to mind the episode of Seinfeld where George has to stay and watch it with Susan instead of going out with Jerry. Um, So I see that look of disappointment on George's face a theme song play. Dharma and Greg has a serious problem in that I have not seen every episode, but in every episode I've seen, it's, you know, Dharma is the free spirit. Uh, Greg is the straight-laced guy. They have a conflict about how they see the world. And in every episode I've seen, Dharma's been the correct one. It has never been like she needs to bend slightly his way. Which means that eventually it gets to be like, you know, it's it's like Sailor Moon. I know at the end of every episode the goddamn tuxedo mask is going to show up. She's going to throw a tiara, and that's how every goddamn episode is going to end. Every episode of Dharma with Greg is going to end with Greg going Dharma's way, as far as I can tell. And since there is no narrative tension in that story, I would much rather watch any given episode of Mad About You. So Mad About You is going to get my vote
0: mad about you escapes the clutches of dharma and greg with a 3-2 victory but we are moving on to another one where there is clearly a correct answer chris is this going to be the drew carey show at the number three seed or the 14 seed of the waynes brothers
2: so i think we all know that the best batman ever across all time and everything is Kevin Conroy. But arguably the second best Batman that ever happened might be Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader got his start on the Drew Carey show, along with Ryan Stiles, Krista Miller. Oh, and by the way, Drew Carey and Craig freaking Ferguson. Maybe he didn't get his start there, but that's where he made his mark. I love the Waynes Brothers. I, I actually watched that show a lot when I came home from school, in, in middle school and high school. That show was on television. But, y'all, I grew up on Drew Carey. Like I didn't even drink beer, but I wanted to own my own brewery. I wanted I wanted some buzz beer in my house all the time. Um, Tim, we went back and forth on this when we did the best sitcom uh, theme song uh, theme song bracket. Oh, Drew Carey is a weird Drew. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Drew Carey is weird to me because that's a show, and I'd mentioned this back then. It's not syndicated. You can't watch it anywhere. You can't even buy it because there's questions about the rights of that Cleveland Rock song, so no one can actually put it out. You can't stream it. You can't buy anything past season, I think, one. So if you want it, Pirate Bay is like your only option. Steven, get me on Pirate Bay, and I'll, I'd like to watch it again. But I don't know how well Drew Carey show aged. I know how I felt thinking back on it, and that was my favorite show as a kid. I'm going Drew Carey's
0: show, and this is not close. Drew Carey's show picks up a... In- its first vote scott let's hear from you
3: sure um yeah i kind of agree with all of that um you know it's funny uh an actor friend of mine actually uh played a character on the wayans show in the last season he it was either a like a tax examiner or something like that uh and uh he was in the whole episode and it was kind of neat and he said it was a great set and it was a wonderful place to work and um you know so that's kind of an interesting insight on that but uh um I think the Drew Carey show is the one I watched more um and you know Ryan Stiles still makes me laugh and uh you know they're they're very funny people and uh um and and I, I I've been addicted to the Price is Right since I was little and when it changed over to Drew Carey I was like no and then I'm like yes because he's actually very good as the host of the Price is Right um so uh he uh, he he's very personable he's he's a really funny guy and apparently that was another warm and Fun set and, and and every and it showed in the shows. So, you know, it was a very relaxed kind of show, very fun show. So I'm gonna go with the Drew Carey show.
0: The Drew Carey show jumps out to a two-nothing lead. We have Brian up next. What do you got here, Brian? Well,
4: I'm gonna hope for the sweep. Uh this is a ridiculously easy pick for me. The Wayans brothers are very funny. Uh, but they're going up against Drew Carey. Diedrich Bader uh, Kathy Kinney who played Mimi That's her name And and one of my absolute favorite Comedians of all time He is so vastly underappreciated I fucking love Ryan Stiles Um, He's been on Whose Line Is It Anyway Since back in the days When it was only a British show Uh, Here here Ryan Stiles is so damn Good um so this was a super easy pick for me. It's Drew Carey show. Nothing against the weigh-ins. They're just up against something that they can't they can't stop. So Drew Carey all the way.
0: Drew Carey picks up the third vote that needs to move on, but we still want to hear from Stephen. Stephen, what do you like here?
5: Uh I would like to first say to any law enforcement agencies listening that I am not Chris's hookup to any legally dubious websites that might share any type of information. Uh, not that he was referring that earlier. I have to assume he was talking about some type of port where pirates used to park in the Caribbean because I have no clue what he was talking about. Um that being said, this is a very easy vote. It, it's the Drew Carey show all the way. It's it's a legitimately hilarious show, and it, it just it holds up. Um, not that I've been able to see it because there's no way to see it uh, legally, so I, I would not know that. But in my distant memory, having not watched it recently, it holds up very well.
0: Drew Carey with its fourth vote. Nikki, do we have a sweep?
1: You know, I, to be perfectly honest, I didn't watch much Wayne's Brothers. I remember one of the brothers was, you know, super conservative and the other was really liberal and they were constantly battling. But there was like, you know, always like brotherly love, I guess. But I mean, I'm sure it was good. But no, like Drew Carey all the way.
0: And you know how when they say a bunch of crappy people do a good thing, it doesn't redeem? Well... You guys did the right thing, but you guys still have made wrong decisions all the way through. Uh, Drew Carey Show gets its sweep here, and we are moving on to our second-to-last matchup of the round. We've got the 7th seed of Wings taking on the ten seed of Martin. We are starting this one off in Connecticut with Scott.
3: Well, that's kind of appropriate. (laughs) Uh, I I go to Martha's Vineyard and have been since I was a kid all the time. So uh, when Wings came on, my entire family had to watch Wings because that's where it was set. And it was uh, very exciting. Um, And also, you know, when Tony Shalhoub joined the cast, it just upped the game of the show. Uh, he he he, he kind of, Yes, they wrote him a, kind of a stereotypical character, but he, he really showed uh, why he's so funny and why he's been a long-lasting actor now and so good. So um, I, I really enjoyed that. I have to say, Martin's another show. I, I may have watched a few episodes, but not like I watched Wings. So just as a sentimental thing, I have to go with Wings.
0: Wings getting its first vote. We are heading over to Brian.
4: So this is one... That I agonized over this decision because both of these shows were ones that I did watch a lot. Um, Shannen was just ridiculously over the top. You can't see my face, but yeah, just the the, the whole the 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 facial expression on Shannen was just silly. Um, Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell, they, they absolutely rocked it. Uh, we talked earlier about how there was couples that they could argue and you still laughed. This was one of those, um, wings. Honestly, my favorite characters on wings, it wasn't even close that Tim Daly and Steven Weber were fine, but they weren't my favorite characters on that show at all. Crystal Bernard yeah, yeah but this was the show that brought us Tony Shaloub, Thomas Hayden Church and Amy Yasbeck. Three of uh, all three of whom I absolutely adore and it, Martin is great but it was it was close but I got it wings edges it out for me. I got to go to wings
0: all right, and by my count, that means Wings is up to a 2-0 lead. Uh, we have Steven up next.
5: Uh, this one actually isn't even close for me. Um, I I love Wings. Wings is a great show. The Sandpiper Air forever. Uh, Steven Weber is great in that show. I, I get that he doesn't get the most funny lines, but he's an amazing actor that is nailing it in every
0: single episode. Uh, Wings all the way and wings gets its third vote but we still want to hear nikki's opinion what you got nikki
1: yeah i mean I'll, i'm kind of on the same lines as what other people are saying i mean I, I actually did like um martin i guess i guess for me i i remember him more in the movies like i remember like more bad boys and stuff like that more than i watched the show um i mean i remember watching the show and liking it um i think he's hilarious you know wings i think it's just it was the cast i mean and I even put like Thomas Hayden Church, like just Thomas Hayden Church. He was awesome, <laughs> so uh, I think he wins it for me. So wings.
0: And Chris, do we have a sweep?
2: So I want to just real quick, just tell a story real quick, if that's okay. I know we're we're short on time, but if you all remember that uh, Stephen King was actually not a real big fan of the Hitchcock classic, The Shining. As you guys know, Stephen King did not like. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I got there before you did. Um, Stephen King was actually a fan of, or at least liked it more, the television version of The Shining, which starred Stephen Weber. With that being said, Stephen Weber's not known for The Shining. Uh, Daly and Weber are known for Wings and Wings alone. Uh, what I come back to is I liked Martin. I remember loving Martin as a kid. I didn't really watch Wings till I met my wife. Uh, my wife Leah loves Wings. She's always loved Wings. It's one of her shows. But I liked Martin as a kid. But when I think of Martin Lawrence, I actually don't even think of Bad Boys. I think of Blue Streak for some reason. I think Blue Streak is a freaking funny movie with uh with Luke Wilson. Um wings is good i'm gonna go with wings on this one although you know what i'm gonna get to to the supporting cast later because everyone's right the supporting cast for wings
0: is where it's at and wings gets its sweep we are on to our final matchup of the round and we have the number two seed of friends taking on the 15 seed of news radio and kicking us off this time we've got
4: brian so, I was talking about, I, I talked this whole thing through with my wife, and she informed me that I was criminally negligent because I've never seen a single episode of news radio. And she hammered home that I, I apparently, I need to sit down and watch news radio because news radio you've got phil hartman um just yeah there, there's so much going on there that that was phil hartman and um was it dave foley dave foley stephen root yeah the whole and cast. stephen root yeah mm-hmm. so these these are three guys that i absolutely love um the downside to news radio is it also brought us Joe Rogan and Andy Dick, but neither here nor there. Uh, they're going up against Friends, and Friends, while it doesn't, it hasn't aged well. If you go back and watch it now, you, that just these all of these people are horrible people. With the possible exception of Phoebe, they're all horrible people. But they are, they were absolutely iconic ross and rachel uh, just the the whole friends was part of the american zeitgeist for a decade roughly um news radio despite all the pluses i I, friends has to has to win this one there's just, just it's really not a contest for me i gotta give it to friends Well, we'll see if it is a contest for us
0: uh, here, but we are going to Stephen for the second vote.
5: So it probably won't surprise anybody on this call or listening that I speak a lot in movie and TV quotes. Uh, When I first met my wife, uh, she thought I was very clever and witty and could come up with things off the top of my dome as if I were a genius. And slowly, as we've lived together longer and longer, I've introduced her to movies and TV shows that I like, and she realizes more and more that I am a stupid idiot that just parrots what other funny people say. I have but one refuge left in the entire universe, one small cachet of interesting comments left to give the world that she is not yet aware of, and that is news radio, one of the funniest, best most entertaining shows you'll ever see. This is the reason why I can say, when you think I'm going to zig, I zag. When you think I'm going to zag, I zog. It's it's the reason – Jimmy Jane's donkey wrestler, Tubal Kane, it is an incredible show that for some reason is not dominating the zeitgeist of America like it should because everyone, even the bad ones, even Joe Rogan, like, like this is before he got famous for screaming at people until they ate bucks. He actually had to work for a living at this point still. it's an incredible show. I I cannot express how much I love each and every episode. I cannot express how much I die every time Uh, Phil Hartman has that episode where he loves rap, but it turns out that he's just got his music turned up so loud and distorted he doesn't know there are lyrics to rap. So when they fix his radio, he's disgusted by it. He goes on this crusade. It's hilarious. Stephen Root is incredible in that show. He's Not only is he an amazing actor, but he is just great and Everything is. And like the chemistry between Dave Foley and Mara Tierney, like they just bounce off each other in this. It's not a Ross and Rachel thing where, you know, they're going to get together and we're just counting episodes until we can get past whatever little thing the writers have come up with right now, including putting joey and rachel together what the fuck was that about that doesn't even make goddamn sense friends you've run out of ideas and the only thing keeping your show interesting at that point is the fact that your friends are getting in relationships that's the true testimony to that that, the, that they had to put rachel and joey together it, uh, it, uh, friends is a boring show i'm sorry it has something to start with but it is a show that's on coast it, it, it's 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 a warm blanket it comforts you, but it doesn't excite you. It doesn't do anything. It's a rice cake. It will give you technical nutrition. It's not bad to eat, but there's nothing interesting going on in a single episode of Friends. With news radio, it's challenging itself. It's doing crazy things like the episode where the, the news station is the Titanic or is in space. It's It's stupid things like that, but they're trying so hard and they're nailing it 99% of the time. I fucking love news radio. It gets my wholehearted vote. And I hope that I bitched at you enough that you know that I'm going to continue to attack you if you vote wrong following me.
0: News radio. Well, if there's anything we know about this panel is that they do vote wrong. But we'll see what Nikki has to say as she pre- breaks this one-to-one tie. Ugh,
1: why did I have to follow that, Steven? That's just, you know, ugh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah you know, no honestly though like but you know Stephen, i'm in complete agree with news radio is this amazing show and i don't know why more people don't know about it but the reason really is because of the time slot i mean it came on at like 9 30 on like a wednesday or something it was hard for people to watch at least for me at that time like i can go back and re-watch some news radio but at the time i didn't watch much of it because it was past my bedtime um But the characters were amazing. Uh, I mean, Phil Hartman just had me rolling with his character. Um, Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. It was amazing. And it, it is a show that I don't think gets enough love. I mean, I'm kind of upset that it's up against Friends because I would have loved to see news radio go forward. And I am not like the ultimate Friends fan, but I just think you have to. It It is, it's just, I mean, the, the iconic factor that Brian said. I mean, it is Friends. I just feel like it is quintessential 90s show. Everybody watched it. And I do think it's very smart. I think it lasted two or three years too long. It lost its footing. But I think if you look back at some of those early episodes, there was some really good um, stuff there. And I just think that the chemistry between that whole cast, um, you just can't beat that. So I have to go with Friends. But, I do think people need to go out and watch news radio. It was a phenomenal show.
0: Friends picks up its second vote. Chris will we close the door on news radio, or will we have another tie?
2: So this is interesting because, um news radio to me has hands down the funniest pilot episode of a sitcom I have ever seen. Uh Kurt Fuller, who I know from Ghostbusters 2, um, he actually went on to be on psych as well, is pitch perfect in it and he doesn't come back, but it doesn't miss a beat because that show is funny top to bottom. But episode one, that pilot where um oh god, why am I blanking on the main character's name? Oh my gosh. Someone rescue me, lifeline here. Dave Foley. When Dave Foley Dave they- Nelson Dave Nelson. Dave Nelson, played by Dave Foley. When Dave Foley has to find a way to fire Kurt Fuller, I am laughing that entire episode. With that being said, we don't have this bracket without Friends. Friends is the quintessential sitcom of the 90s. It is the 90s. It influenced fashion. It influenced pop culture. It permeated the 90s heritage and the 90s uh, memorabilia. More than anything else, I would argue, throughout the 90s, si- on this side of maybe one other show that we're going to talk about next episode. Friends is the 90s. And to kind of put this into perspective, I have a, a friend of mine who moved out to Nevada. Uh, Nick, you know Adam. I was talking to Adam with him and his wife, and we're just kind of chit-chatting back and forth. Adam hates Friends. Hates Friends. His wife doesn't really like Friends either. Uh, his wife They have a uh, an 18-year-old daughter. I think she's 19 now. She loves that show. She finds it so engaging and so easy to get into. Yeah, are there things that don't age well? Yeah, the transphobia is bad. There's a lot of stuff in that. The, Joey gaslighting a woman, flat out gaslighting a woman in the middle of an episode because he decided he didn't want to call her back or sleep with her. It's parts of that show don't age well. But that cast of characters, those six people together, I'm in. The chemistry they have is amazing. That argument with Ross and Rachel about we were on a break. By the way, Ross is right; they were one hundred percent on the break. Not saying he was, not saying he should have done it, but he was right, technically right. But that episode was heartbreaking because that was what they were building to, and then it was gone. And then they had that really—you you thought it was going to be this really weird transition, but they built interesting episodes out of it. Did it go on a little too long? Yeah, but if they're offering you a couple million dollars per episode to come back, you're going to come back. That chemistry they have is something i don't think we're ever going to see again i can wax poetic about friends i love that show i'm going to talk about it more later but friends to me as much as i do love news radio friends is the winner here
0: well friends picks up that key third vote but we still (sighs) want to hear from scott scott bring it home for us
3: sure um well you know I I also love news radio. I have to say, I, I watched it when it was on. I watched every episode. Uh, to me, Phil Hartman is one of the most singularly funny human beings who just ever lived. I mean, he just was so brilliant, so wonderful. Um, and, and Dave Foley is funny and Stephen Root, what a brilliant actor and more attorney. The whole cast was really terrific. Um, and I love the Titanic episode. I remember that clearly. Um, but, uh, and it, and it's, it is, it's a great show. Um, I, I, I also love friends. I have to say, I really do. Um, uh, I, I agree with everything that was said. It went on probably too long a little bit. There were some episodes not so funny, but I don't think I have ever laughed as hard when the episode where they lifted the sofa up those stairs and he's screaming pivot at them, I don't think I I was in a room full of people when that was on and we were peeing in our pants laughing. That's how funny we thought it was. So, um, you know, it, they had its great moments and it is an iconic '90s show. So I'm going with Friends.
2: Let's be clear. He's not saying pivot. Pivot.
3: Pivot. Pivot.
1: pivot! God. Right, Stephen Stop never Stephen never puts video on, and he just put his video on and gave all of us, like, the most evil death stare.
2: <laughs> Stephen hates friends, guys. He always has.
3: <laughs> I, I hate
5: that show. I should have brought up the episode where
0: Dave accidentally has to give a uh,
5: eulogy for a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Things yeah, that yeah. news radio would do that friends never would.
0: I just finished a rewatch of Friends before I started Boy Meets World. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, bad jokes or poorly aged jokes, but it still is a pretty funny show. Although I'm convinced that by the end, none of the characters are actually friends anymore. Uh... (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. We have finished our first round of the best sitcom of the 90s. And to recap, we are going to have in the second round, Frasier taking on the nanny, uh, Coach taking on Grace Under Fire, Mad About You versus The Drew Carey Show, and Wings taking on Friends. And I'm sure some of those are going to be some really tight matchups. Uh, But before we go, just a reminder to follow us on all social media, at Boozy Bracketology on Instagram. We're at Boozy Brackets on Twitter. Join our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of pub trivia experience of Boozy Bracketology, and get in on our new Discord channel. Head to ptebb.com slash Discord and get in on all that fun, chatty goodness. Ah, uh, you can also support us at Patreon.com/slash/PTEBB. Any support you give goes right back to making this a great experience for everyone. But if you can't, we understand because times are tough. Uh, but we appreciate every dollar you give in support uh, for the Boozy Bracketology. I've been Tim. I'm Nikki. I'm Chris.
4: I'm Brian. Your turn. <laughs> Sorry. Enough. The mute button. <laughs>
5: And I'm Steven, Monjo Business Donkey Wrestler.
0: <laughs> Have a good
5: night.